how can you say that meditation is against Christianity? Yeah. Only because you don't know what meditation is, yeah. that's all. Yeah, exactly. Just lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Thy will be done here as it is in heaven, you see. Let the kingdom of God come to the earth. And the kingdom of God is where one is meditating on and serving God and doing His will. So it's the perfect prayer. That's why it was short, but directly to the point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's meditation. I mean, that's what it is. So a perfect prayer is meditation, and a perfect meditation is prayer. I think we, we could, you know, just show that everything that is mentioned as being true in various authoritative scriptures, etc., Jesus touched on it somehow. Either he said it directly or he represented it mm -hmm. uh, because he was a pure devotee of Krishna. And yeah. You know, the pure devotee of the Lord, he represents Krishna completely. And all those things will be included in their life, like reincarnation or anything. You can talk about anything. Yeah. And you can find somewhere that Jesus either directly talked about it or referred to it or represented it, mm -hmm. like meditation. I mean, he was in constant meditation. Yeah. It's not like he had to go to a yoga class and sit down for a half an hour and practice some meditation or get up in the morning and practice some meditation. I mean, he was 24 hours a day meditating on Krishna because love there's no such thing as love without meditation on the one you love. Yeah, that'll be natural. Like the, the, you, it's not like a technique, right? That's it's your not point. Not a technique. Yeah. yeah. And he prayed constantly. I mean, his whole life was prayer. So, like I say, any subject is covered <laughs> by the life of Jesus. But that's, I think that's a good place to start. I mean, what, so if we talk about meditation, what, what is, what is real meditation? And, and I think that's something that many people misunderstand also. And many people who might have an affinity for, for Jesus may maybe feel alienated alienated that's the word yeah alienated alienated from, alienated from meditation because they feel like that's something different or or you know you you sit there and in silence or, or focus on some mantras or some words that you don't know what they mean even and it might even be yeah the, the christian world in general doesn't understand what meditation when they hear the word meditation they think of 
yoga or some sect, some cult, some right. other religion, some Eastern Hindu thing or whatever they think. Yeah. In fact, an example of that is, and I, I personally met a priest, a Catholic priest in Ireland. He came to one of my public lectures. This was some years ago. And after the lecture, he came up and introduced himself, and we talked for a while. And he had spent time in India as a Catholic priest. His church sent him to India. And so he, it was some years he was there, not just a short time. Mm -hmm. And in being in that culture and dealing with the people, he could see their practice and et cetera, et cetera, and he understood the value of it, of yoga, meditation, and so on. And so when he came back to Ireland, he started holding retreats yeah. for his people in his church, <clears throat> meditation and yoga retreats. Oh, yeah. And he was using the... the Catholic teachings incorporated it with these activities, and the church was very upset and called him to task and et cetera, et cetera. But he said, no, no, this is, this is not against what we're doing. This is enhancing exactly. our teachings. Exactly. And he continued to do so. And they, they allowed it. I mean, they didn't want to kick him out, I guess. And uh, so I thought that was uh, proof that the, the Catholic Church or Christianity in general just don't understand what meditation is and the value of it and the necessity of it. But if they look at Jesus' life, they see that that's what he did, you know, always thinking of Krishna, always thinking of serving Krishna and you know, bringing Krishna to the other people and telling them to meditate on the Father, you know, to say the Lord's Prayer. That's a meditation. Hmm. When you say the prayer, if you just say it as a rote, memorized group of words, that's not meditation. But if you're actively reflective on the meaning that Jesus taught, then that's a perfect meditation. The Father, He's in heaven. His name is sacred. I mean, each part of that prayer is worthy of deep contemplation. Yeah. You know, thy will be done here as it is in heaven, you see. Let the kingdom of God come to the earth, and the kingdom of God is where one is meditating on and serving God and doing his will. So, so it's the perfect prayer. That's why it was short, but directly to the point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's meditation. I mean, that's what it is. So a perfect prayer is meditation, and a perfect meditation is prayer. And uh, another point is in the... Vedic yoga teachings, there's different yoga systems, and one is called a stanga yoga. 
And so it's known as the Eightfold Mystic Yoga System. Mm -hmm. And so step number one is yama and niyama. That means basically just following rules, regulations, cleaning up your act, certain things you don't do, certain things you do. See, So that's the first, yama, niyama, and then asana or bodily poses, but just ni- hatha yoga. Just yama, niyama, that's basically like the commandments, right? Just, I, It just made me think about that as well. Like, thou should not steal and, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah, that would that would be included, and then you know certain daily things to do, and certain daily things to avoid mm-hmm. doing, and mm-hmm. okay. etc. And then the third one is asana or hatha yoga, you know. And the point of that is to perfect the body, you know, the, to make it healthy, to make it limber, to you know. Make it so it, it's not plaguing you all the time. Oh, my knee is sore. Oh, you know, I'm sick. I don't feel good. I got a headache. Because then that's going to draw your attention. You know, so if you wanted to sit down and meditate, it'd be more difficult. So you do that. And then the next one is pranayama, yoga breathing. Breathing is such a vital part of health, physical and mental. So that was also incorporated, the, the hatha yoga, the pranayama, which is many times combined together. And then uh, pratyahara, where you control the senses. You're very strict in what you allow the senses to engage in. And it's all given as far as, you know, detailed instruction on how to practice this. And then after pratyahara is is concentration. And there, so let's look at where we've gone. We've gone from cleaning up our act, not doing these things and doing these other things, to getting the body in the shape it should be in, to get into the mind as far as the pranayama and also physical conditioning, yeah. controlling the senses, I mean, so now you can concentrate because the body's not pleasing. I'm mean, not hassling you. The mind is more controlled, et cetera, et cetera. Now you can concentrate. This is kind of like the classical yoga system, how it was meant to be, or yeah, yeah, yeah. This in. was that astanga process. Mm-hmm. I did, yeah. And then when. But the concentration can be on anything. It can be on candle flames. It can be on your breath. It can be on the sunrise. It can be on whatever. In other words, there's, there's you know, the ability to take any object and just put the mind on it one-pointedly. And the next step after that, I've, as you've acquired this ability, is meditation. That's how far down the road meditation is in this Astanga system. Mm-hmm. And meditation is when God becomes the object of your concentration. So the concentration part could be anything, but meditation is exclusive when the object of 
concentration is God. So that's what real meditation is. And so this system was meditating on the Lord in the heart. You know, the aspect of God was the paramatma, the expansion of the Lord in the heart of oh. everyone, but we're talking about this yogi now. So now he's focusing his concentration inward on the Lord in the heart, and therefore he develops the ability to see the Lord in the heart. And then that experience is so profound and so wonderful and all-encompassing that he goes into a, a condition called samadhi, which is the final step in the Eightfold System, which means trance, if you, trans, uh, if you describe it literally or define it literally. Trance means he's just in a trance meditating on the Lord in the heart. And that's a particular yoga system. It's not suitable for this age we live in now. That's for previous ages when people had the ability to do all of these things. Now people's minds are too scattered. The physical condition is not good enough. The object, I mean, to control the senses is almost interesting. In other words, it's not suitable. Right. Maybe there's a few select people that could achieve it, but in general, no. And it takes a long time. And we don't live very long, so actually we don't have the, the proper conditions for that astanga system. No. Although now in modern world it's something taught as astanga yoga, but it's not a yeah, yeah, no, real deal. But, you know, it's just a name given to us something. But neither do we but, focus on the supreme, I mean, the, the paramatma, that's not the ultimate goal either that we... That's not the ultimate goal either, but for that system, that's where it took right. you. If you follow that system to its perfection, that's where you arrive. Which, by the way, could be called, the, or that's the Holy Spirit, right? With yeah. Christian terminology. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, the Lord expanded in your heart. Yes, anyway, just... Yeah, to clarify. Yeah, just want to... But anyway, the, the point is that meditation is actually when God is the object. Mm -hmm. Jesus was always in meditation. There was no time when the Lord, his Father, his, his, you know, the one that he had developed pure love for and given his life to and service was not foremost in his mind. And you can, you, someone could say, well, how do you know that? Well, look at what he did. Look at what he taught. See, look at what he told all of his followers to do. Exactly that. <laughs> Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, thy entire being. And so how can you say that meditation is against Christianity? Yeah. Only because you don't know what meditation is, yeah, that's all. Yeah, exactly. Just lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is, is ignorance is the, the root cause of all these prejudices and sectarian beliefs and conflicts that arise thereof. And well, well, which is also, I mean, there's a lot of faulty yoga teachings that are spread around a lot. 
that is not actually yoga system, but it's taught as the yoga system. So, I mean, yeah, you know. Well, this world is filled with fake everything, yeah. including fake gurus who are teaching fake yoga. teachings about yoga. Yeah. That's why we're always saying you have to have a bona fide spiritual master. You know, Jesus was a perfect yogi. He was a perfectly bona fide spiritual master. He was a bhakti yoga master. Because he had complete devotion and love for Krishna. Uh, that's that's what bhakti is devotion loving devotion and and that's and that's something like we started saying it's not like i mean when you're just in this world i mean that's not but even in this world if you look if you're you know in love with someone you know if you're infatuated with someone then just like you can't not think about that person and they're just like constantly on your mind all the time you you just like you struggle with getting them out of your head and your heart you know because you're so yeah just thinking about it all the, all the time so that's you know if you develop a real loving relationship with the lord then that's gradually what you'll have as well like it's not like you have to you force yourself to think about him you will naturally your attention your meditation your your mind will naturally go to him in all your activities, whatever you do. So it's like, yeah. I mean, it's such a wonderful and easy process, really, in a sense. <laughs> and if that loved one in this world, in some relationship, if you break up with that person, you can't not think about them. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop thinking. I want to, I don't want to ever think of that person again, but I can't get them out of my mind. And there was this, there's many songs kind of oh, like, yeah. I can't get you out of my mind. You know, you're stuck in my mind. <laughs> so that's that's the nature of love. Yeah. So I, there's no contradiction. You can talk about it till the end, but there's no contradiction between the teachings of Jesus, the teaching of the Vedas. Mm. Krishna and Bhagavad Gita teaches us the same thing as Jesus taught and vice versa. But so I, I'm wondering then, because I the, there's this verse that I've heard in the Bible, and, and I'm sure you know it as well. So Jesus says, um, but when you pray, this is Matthew 6, 6, just kind of to for us to understand that. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father, who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So what is the prayer that he's referring to in this case? Like, how, in relationship to what we're talking about with meditation being... Whatever your prayer is, it's a conversation with the Lord. Mm. You know, if you really have a relationship with someone, when you talk to them in private, it's whatever you're communicating. So it's not some exact prayer, you know, that 
you have to say, okay, go in the door and close the door and say this prayer. Mm. Just your heartfelt conversation. Yeah. Like actually talking to. But he's making a point. It's rather playing in public and making a big show of your prayer so you'll be praised for it and everybody think, oh, you're a great, you know, person. Because in the previous verse, I I forgot to read that or I didn't see it, but I saw it now. In the previous verse, he said, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. Truly, I'll tell I tell you, they already have their full reward. And then it says, when you pray, go into your inner room. Yeah, so just yeah, yeah. do not be like... So one is a, is a prayer based on false ego. Look at me. Uh-huh. Look how great a devotee of God I am. Look how spiritual I am. Look how great Pharisee or priest or whatever. Yeah. That in and of itself is hypocritical. Because mm-hmm. a great devotee is humble, and that's reflecting arrogance. When Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane before he was, you know, arrested the night before, he prayed alone. He told his disciples, you stay here and wait for me. And he went and prayed alone. He didn't make a big show of anything. Yeah. But it's, I, I guess, like I heard in a, yeah, in a, in a seminar the other day by one of our, a lecture by one of our teachers that is, which is really, I mean, you, we need to remember that, that like you have your, you have your meditation. And, and though Jesus was in constant meditation on the Supreme Person, he's still like, you, you should not not just should, but you know there you can, and it will be very nice if you actually have, you know talk to the supreme Lord. You can actually say things to him and communicate to him, not you know what I mean, like you can actually in whatever language you know he will understand you, I mean, you can actually talk to him, you can relate to him, yeah, it's it's like, and that's what Jesus is referring to i I'm guessing like actually. So you have the constant meditation. That's what I'm trying to like point out. You have the constant meditation where he's in your heart, but it's also nice to make an effort to, I mean, someone, <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, if you have a relationship to your father, why not like every morning actually also like report to him, you know, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do for you today. And uh, I'm going to try to do this. I don't know if it's going to be successful, but, you know, I hope this will somehow please you. And then in the end of the day, you can like report back to him, you know, this is what I've done and I didn't manage for this. And this is, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that was an example that, that was talked about in this lecture. And, and I like, I mean, that's very nice in that way to relate to him and like, like, I mean, I, I was going to say like he's a person, but he is a person, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, he is. Don't forget that part. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it is an important point, I feel. He is a person. And if you have that relationship, then that's what you'll do. Yeah. You know. So there's two types of relationships, sadhana bhakti, where you're practicing 
and the, the relationship of devotion with the Lord, devotional service and practice, and then there's actual bhakti where this not a practice, it's just the reality of the purity of the relationship. So most of us are in the sadhana pra- stage. We're practicing. That's why we have our regulations and rules and schedules and programs and etc. That's all practice. See? But at the same time, it's purifying. Mm. And it's you can't be pure until you are. So you can't skip the practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, you have to and the practice makes perfect. So it brings you to the point of, you know, purity. But the spiritual master will not set the example of, oh, you don't need to practice this be. No, he follows these teachings as well as the example. Does he need to practice this and that to develop his Purity? No, he's already pure, but he's setting the perfect example. That's why all the greatest spiritual masters are known as acharyas, or teacher by example. See, mm. he doesn't discard the rules and regulations because then, you know, the the neophyte devotee or whoever will say, "Oh, well, look, he doesn't do it, so I don't need to do it either." Yeah. Well, and it's, it says in the Bhagavad Gita what, that what, what great men do, simple men follow, something like that. The common man follows. The common yeah. man follows. Yeah, that's true. So that's. But uh, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, an, an important point here also is like. Yeah, just to have this solitude in meditation, to have the solitude time and to have, I mean, that's the yoga yoga process and the mantras that we chant the, are, are what is referred to in the Bible as the names, the holy names of the Lord. And, but it's like in the Christian process and it's not really emphasized that much also this need of purifying your heart and that's the purifying effect that you need and and you need that time to just like for yourself solitudely dive into these names and rest in those and kind of cultivate this relationship without without anyone else around just well you need both right i mean we do both we do our solitude time in this way and we also do chanting together in a group like like i know many christians do as well like they chant the different prayers and and like gospel singing and whatever. Like I was in a Christian choir before, and that was very very nice. But but I guess yeah, I just wanted to kind of emphasize that point that 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 like you said before, like it's necessary. It's necessary to purify our hearts. So because also in our hearts we really have that relationship as well, and that's I think something that is also not emphasize maybe in Christian teachings enough that that relationship with the Supreme is already there within the heart. So if we have a process by which we naturally uncover that, 
then it will naturally just like it blossom and, and be there and be waking up because uh, it's like we can't make it ourselves like we can't make ourselves love the supreme the supreme lord like how are we gonna <laughs> you know i don't have the power to do that but i i can i can apply a process that like cultivates and and uncovers that love that is already there i can do that but uh, just like i can't make myself love someone else in this world i can't <laughs> technically somehow make myself love God and that's not expected by the way so if you listen to this and feel like you know <laughs> how are you gonna <laughs> you know it's not expected that you just like listen to this and say oh yeah now I'm loving God I will I will love God now <laughs> I mean there's a process yeah so. yeah that's the process that's that's a good explanation. It just purifies the heart. And when the, underneath all these layers of impurity, there's pure love for God. Yeah. And as you take off layer by layer by layer through the practice, mm -hmm. then that becomes more and more obvious or evident. Yeah, exactly. And then full, full purity results in pure love. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's the process, the purification process. Yeah. It's just like, it's, you know, in a physical body, health is built in. I mean, it's there. Yeah. But when you have a disease, you display all these symptoms of ill health. Yeah. But if you take the medicine and gradually cure the disease, then all the symptoms of health return. The strength, the energy, the vitality, the countenance, the glowing of the face, the you know, the clear eyes, the whatever, whatever. Yeah. It was it was just hampered or covered up yeah. by the disease. And our disease is materialism. Yeah. I'm number one, I'm the Lord, I'm the master, I'm the enjoyer, I'm the conqueror. Yeah. <laughs> So you cure the disease and all those adverse symptoms go away. Yeah. And there you have the pure presentation of love and truth. So you can't bypass the system. There must be a system. Exactly. You know, I remember... My spiritual master, my initiating spiritual master one time was asked by a, a Christian priest about, you know, what about, you know, we're Christians, we can't chant these mantras, we can't do this. And the reply was, you know, if you're a Christian, if you're Muslim, if you're this or that, whatever your religion is, if you apply these processes, It'll make you a better Christian. It'll make you a better Muslim. It'll make you a better Hindu. It'll make you better in whatever you claim to be. Because beyond all those sectarian things, there's devotion to God. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're becoming a better Christian, it means you're more devoted to Jesus mm. and doing His will and carrying out His orders and praising him and 
going out and trying to bring his message to other people, and mm. et cetera, et cetera, mm. in a non-fanatical way. Important, yeah. Non-fanatical way. Because you'll see beyond the fanaticism, and you'll see clearly. Jesus wasn't a fanatic. He just preached the truth and encouraged people to do what he asked them to do, and he knew that that's all they needed to do. And and he preached to those people who were ready and wanting to listen, which just happened to be the most, like, of the lower social scale, so to speak. And But they were wanting to listen to him, and he didn't, like, force himself upon the rest. He didn't. Yeah, because they knew they needed help. Yeah. <laughs> and they knew they weren't getting it from the other sources. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they could feel his kindness and love and actual care for them. Yeah. And how he really wanted to help them. He wasn't looking down on them. You know, oh, you poor, downtrodden, uneducated, illiterate, you know, materially impoverished people. Yes, I'll help you because you no, he was really caring for them and they they understood that. They could mm. feel that. Mm. And they flocked to that because that was something they had never experienced before at that time among those, you know, people. Yeah. In the higher positions yeah. of the church or whatever. They never felt that before. That true care, love. Yeah. But I don't know if you had any other like point, but it just it just made me think about it. I mean, you, you briefly described it, but it would be nice, since we're talking about prayer and meditation, it would be nice to briefly discuss, if we have time, the prayers that Jesus, how Jesus asked us to pray, basically. You know, the Lord's Prayer. I'm not sure if there's any more prayers. I mean... Well, that was his... I mean, I'm, I don't know either. <laughs> All we know is what the Bible tells us. But uh, I'm sure he gave them various... Well, remember, he had different relationships. He had 12, actually, really 11 intimate disciples. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he told them a lot more than he told the masses when he was standing you know, on the on the mountain speaking to the multitudes. You know, the message wasn't the same as it was when he was talking to his disciples who were with him all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. So anyway, but the point is, the Lord's Prayer is the most prominent prayer that he asked everyone to repeat, say, pray mm. on a regular basis. Mm. Oh. But anyway, that prayer was perfect. The Lord's Prayer. Maybe we could just briefly, huh? Just... Our Father, so right there it declares that the Lord is everybody's Father. Fathers means <laughs> the one from which we come. Yeah. Uh, you have your yeah. biological mm-hmm. Father. Yeah, the one. And so you came from him, biologically speaking. Yeah. So our spiritual father, 
of us, the spirit soul, not of, you know, the biological father of the body, is the father of all of us, our father, my father, your father, mm-hmm. everybody's father. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Common father, we are, which makes us all brothers and sisters. Yeah. I mean, we're all this, all children of the same father. We're all in the same family. Yeah. And actually, regardless Who of, are in heaven. And then regardless if you believe in him or not, by the way. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> Who art in heaven. Our father art in heaven. How, <coughs> excuse me. Hallowed be thy name. The name of God is not just an ordinary name. It's hallowed. It's sacred. It's pure. It's spiritual. It's empowered. It should be glorified. It should be chanted. So Jesus declared that. Yeah. Hallowed be thy name. You know, and other places in the Bible too, it talks about the name of God being our salvation, our strength, our shelter, our help. You know. So again, he was including exactly what we teach in Bhakti Yoga, chant the holy names. Lord Goranga came 500 years ago and said, chant the holy names. You know, these names are not ordinary names. They are transcendental sound coming from the spiritual world. So the teachings are the same. It's the point we try to make again and again. It's not like contradiction somewhere. And, and, and I mean, he says, our Father in heaven. So he points out that God is transcendental. That is his nature. He is spiritual in heaven, the spiritual world, just because he said that we're transcendental. So that, that also just means transcending this material world. That's the spiritual world. These are spiritual signs. And it points to another world it's, where God is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And on the cross, he said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. I yeah. go and prepare a place for you. So Jesus was saying, I'm going to the spiritual world. Yeah. And he told, you know, the the prisoner who was beside him on the cross as well, you know, today you will be with me in heaven because of your faith, because of your belief. You know. So it points clearly to another world beyond this world, which is obviously a better world. <laughs> He was going there. He was taking other people with him. He was encouraging people to come. He was giving them an open invitation. Develop your love to God and come. <laughs> God is inviting us. Jesus is inviting us. The mm-hmm. spiritual masters are inviting us. Yeah. That's our real home. And then again, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus was telling the people to pray that God's kingdom will come to earth. And go, what is that? Where God's will is done. Where God's will is done is the spiritual world. Mm. So it can be on earth too. Can this earth become a heavenly place? Yes. Can you imagine if everyone was doing God's will, mm-hmm. how heavenly this place would be? Yeah. 
there'd be no wars, there'd be no strife, there'd be no, you know, atheistic viewpoints, there'd be no, you know, degradation, mental, physical, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, think of all the things that make this world so difficult, you know, the crimes and the rapes and the this and that. See, all that would be gone. It wouldn't be here. And in replacing that would be love, doing God's will. And uh, which, 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 which is the spiritual world, I mean, on earth as it is in heaven. That, yeah, that's, how it that's is what in it is in heaven. That's yeah. why heaven is perfect, yeah. because everybody's doing God's will. And his will is, he says, love the God, Lord and love everyone else. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that's God's will, obviously. <laughs> If everyone was doing that, that would be happening. Mm. So it's, it's not hard to figure out. Mm. It's not hard to interpret. And Jesus was saying we should pray for that. We should ask for that. But to ask for it sincerely, we got to want it. It's not just a prayer that you say because you memorized it when you were four years old and you've been saying it ever since. It's like you got to want that. This is what I want to happen. Mm. Yeah. You actually want. I want God, and I want to do God's will, and I do. You know, then you start trying to implement that now. Yeah. yeah. Not only pray for it, but put the prayers into action. Yeah. And you're, I mean, give us today our daily bread. That's that's wonderful. I mean, prayer for having that loving connection, which is your life, which is everything that you have. I mean, that's the highest. It's not just the material things that you're asking for, but you're asking for to be connected to him. And understanding mm -hmm. that everything comes from God, even our daily bread yeah, yeah. comes from God. It's not like coming from somewhere else. Uh -huh. You know, like you talk, you mentioned when the communists said, pray to God for your bread and yeah. took away everything. Yeah. You know, and they came back the next day, well, did God give you your bread? And people said, no. And they said, well, pray to the Communist Party. And they We'll give you your bread. And they just brought in truckloads of bread. See, we're the providers. There's no God. What are you talking about, God? You know, that's just your beliefs that don't produce any results. But look at us. <laughs> Here's your bread. Well, that's how they used the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> Was it say the devil can quote Scripture better than anybody? <laughs> yeah. But it's this instilled in our consciousness that everything is dependent on God. We're totally dependent yeah, yeah, on Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even for and we have to to put ourselves in that position. Yeah. Not I don't need God. What do I need God for? I got money. I got bread. I got this. I got that. You know. See, the Communist Party was an atheistic regime. Well, it's not only the Communist Party that's an atheistic regime, the whole world in general is an atheistic regime. See, we'll conquer, we'll control, we'll do this or do that. We're God. 
We'll change everything according to how we want. So anyway, Jesus was trying to bring us to that consciousness of, I'm yours, I'm dependent on you. You're the father, I'm the child. And I'm a dependent child. I'm not a rebellious child. I'm not envious of you. I'm appreciative of you. Yeah. No. No. And then the whole forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Trespasses could be also defined as offenses or, you know, sins or debts or whatever. It's, it's, we're, we got all that. It's all included. Trespass, it means going against the law, going against the rules and so on. And so anyway, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. In other words, if I don't forgive others, then I shouldn't expect God to forgive me. So it's equal, equal, right? Yeah. I forgive others, and then you forgive me accordingly. So if I forgive a little bit, then it's only right that you forgive me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if I forgive more than you can forgive me more. That's that's the position that we put ourselves in. So if, if I don't forgive anybody, then how can I expect God to forgive me? It's like you. That's 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 what God, Jesus wanted people to understand. Yeah, it's, it's it's like I heard that it's it's one in the same door. Like the door of love in our heart is one in the same door. It's not like I can, you know, keep the door closed to others but have it open towards God. It's like, you know, if you want the door of love and the connection to the Supreme be open, then you also have to emulate that and have that towards others. You, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, so. You know, it's a perfect prayer. And again, we want God to forgive us, but we don't want to forgive other people. I mean, we even say, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> I'll never forgive you. I'll hold on to this forever. Just hang on to that hate and that ill feeling and I hope you die and (laughs) I hope you suffer. But God, please forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Again, that's just the the egotistical position that we're in. I want to be the recipient, but I don't want to be the giver. Yeah. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, you know. Thine is the kingdom. It's your kingdom. Spiritual kingdom, material kingdom, it's all your kingdom. Oh, but lead us not into temptation. Is oh, that's right. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yeah. See? First. You know, God protect us. Deliver us from this evil that is everywhere. Yeah. You know? And lead us not into temptation, of course. God doesn't lead us into temptation. <laughs> you know, the, de- the devil, quote, Maya Devi, the illusory energy, you know, her main weapon is lust, and that is always there, the temptation to hmm. enjoy the world enjoy our senses is always there. Okay. And so the prayer is, 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Temptation, evil, understanding to be the same basic thing. Basically, what will not make us happy, you know? I mean, that's the final. Yeah. It will. God loves us and wants us to be happy, and following lust and trying to be the supreme enjoyer will not make me happy. So we're asking him to please. Please help yeah, me to come protect me. Protect me exactly. I I can't do this on my own. Just like we said, the love yeah. I can't like protect myself. Help me. Deliver us. I can't deliver myself. Please deliver us. Yes. Yes. Deliver me. I can't do it. Yeah. But I know you can. Hmm. Yeah. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Your kingdom, you're the power, you're the source, you know, you're the powerhouse, the energetic. And the glory, everything about you is glory. Forever and ever, not just now, but forever, eternally. Amen. Closing with obeisances. Mm. Paying respects. Wow, yeah. that's... A Amazing prayer. I know so that to say. Yes. <laughs> it says so much. Well, that's the wonder of the devotee of the Lord. They can say everything in a few words. Exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> it's just like so condensed. Like it's super yeah, just extracted, you know. <laughs> You know, like you have like the flower right. extract or something. It's like boiled down, boiled down, boiled down. It's just like the, yeah. even a drop is like so intense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like sugarcane juice, when you boil it, boil it down, 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 it becomes rock candy. Mm-hmm. So all that volume is in one little mm-hmm. tiny mm-hmm. crystal-like rock. It's so, so sweet. <laughs> Uh, yeah the essence so yeah just musings about Jesus and his teachings I think we should now do musics about Jesus and his teachings (laughs) can you say that (laughs) music following in his footsteps, chanting, hallowed be thy name, so. That's right. Okay. Jaya, Jaya, Jesus. Jaya, Jaya, Jesus. Jaya, Jaya, Jesus. All praise to you. Jai Jai Jesus Jai 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 
What's the chord here? Oh, there it is. Jaya, Jaya, Jesus. Jaya, Jaya, Jesus. Jaya, Jaya, Jesus. All glory is to you. Jaya, 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 Jesus. Jaya, Jaya, Jesus. Jaya, Jaya, Jesus. Hare, Hare,
Hadi bol. Hadi bol. Çay çay The more you sing Jesus's name and talk about Jesus and talk about Krishna his father the more you feel happiness. Just the way it is. All right everyone thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much Balakia also. Thank, Thank you, you, Ruben. It's, it's good to be here. Always fun. Yeah, always <laughs> amazing. Always fun. <laughs> And to everyone out there, send in your questions or comments or share it with other people. You know, let it go out. Like Ruben said, it's a same door, but it has to be open in both directions. You know. That's true. Okay, so we'll see everybody next week. Yep. Or next time. Yep. Yep. Next. <laughs> yeah. Time. Yeah. Trying to release to release something next each week. So hopefully, we'll be in a week. You'll see something again. Yeah. Thank you, Buck. When it comes up, there it is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, everybody. Thank you. We thank you, Ruben. We thank Slava and. Our Chintamani team here, and we thank the good Lord and his dear son, Lord Jesus. Haribo. Haribo, Haribo. Haribo.